Hello and welcome to the Making Sense with Nikhil podcast. Just a quick note before we begin today's episode. Nothing in this podcast should be considered as financial advice. If you are ever in doubt about your financial situation, please reach out to a qualified financial advisor. With that said and done, let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Nikhil and welcome to my show. So, year 2020, it has been nothing short of eventful. I'm not going to give you a rundown of all the bizarre incidents that have taken place since the start of this year because our overconsumption of Instagram has already done that for us. The matter of fact remains that nobody anticipated year 2020 to shape up to the year it has become. And guess what guys, 2020 is still not over yet. Apart from the occurrences that are taking place on a global scale, we continue to face personal issues too companies to cut cost are laying off employees people are getting salary cuts the virus has seeped through and affected people in our circles and to be honest none of us were ready for something like this in the last few weeks i have taken a taxi five times and struck conversations with the drivers during our rides needless to say all we spoke about was the virus and how difficult the last few months have been for all of us but there was something really inspiring and common in all these chats and that is the reason why i'm bringing this up four out of the five drivers i spoke with were doing financially okay in the last few months without having a stable income they were okay because they had been saving a part of their salaries for years and keeping it aside they didn't label this collection of funds but what they were effectively doing over these years is step 2 of my formula setting up an emergency fund let's explore this topic further where i will talk more about what an emergency fund is why do you need it how do you calculate it its challenges and some tips what is an emergency fund as the name suggests an emergency fund is a sum of money you set aside to cover the financial surprises or the financial emergencies in life these emergencies could be at a personal regional or a national level at a personal level this could be losing your job an expensive home repair or a health emergency in the family. FYI, buying those Yeezys or tickets to a Justin Bieber's concert shouldn't be counted as a personal emergency. At a regional level, it could be a natural disaster. An emergency at a national level could be a recession, a war, or a pandemic. The last few months have been an eye-opener for most of us, and for the first time in our generation, 7.8 billion people are going through the same stressful problem, the pandemic. and it's not going away anytime soon these trying times have become a testament to expect the unexpected reiterating the need to have such a fund in place why do you need an emergency fund currently all of us are going through a national emergency and this isn't the last time we will go through something like this in our lives why am i saying this hear me out I came across an extremely interesting point of view in one of the blogs I follow. In it, math professor John Littlewood revealed an idea that we humans should expect a miracle once in 35 days. He explained how a miracle is a once in a million event and that a normal human being has 30,000 events in a day. When you divide a million by 30,000, we should be expecting one miracle each month. On the flip side of the scenario, we should also expect something to go terribly wrong once in 35 days 
this makes the chances of something going wrong uncomfortably high. Keeping this ideology in mind, maybe there was a 1% chance of a pandemic happening in 2020. Maybe there was a 1% chance of a recession or a depression taking place in 2020. Maybe there was a 1% chance of a global war taking place in 2020. If you add up these probabilities, there could be at least 100 of these 1% events that could have happened in 2020. And guess what do you get when you add 100 1%? Okay, you might be wondering why am I being so pessimistic about the future? But Morgan Housel, an expert in behavioral finance, quoted something that hits home. He said, "Save like a pessimist and invest like an optimist." And this right here is the theme of today's episode: to save like a pessimist. Saving like a pessimist doesn't have to mean that you're expecting only bad things to happen in the future. It simply means you're trying to be prepared for the worst if it were to come. How do you calculate an emergency fund? An emergency fund should ideally include expenses such as housing, food, utilities, insurance, loan repayments and other personal expenses. If you prefer to, you could also add entertainment expenses to this list. When you add up all of this together, the number that you get should be a monthly disposable expense to live the same sort of life you're currently living. As per the Federal Reserve, Saving enough to cover at least three months of these expenses is considered one key measure of financial preparedness. Also, many financial experts recommend keeping three to six months worth of emergency funds tucked away. Although this is just a rule of thumb, you can even have an emergency fund which is up to twelve or eighteen months, depending on factors such as age and retirement, risk tolerance, dependence, and upcoming expenses. But keep in mind that three months of emergency funds is the bare minimum. How do you save up for an emergency fund? Did you know according to a 2020 survey done by Mercer, a global consultancy firm, 61% of UAE expats have zero long-term savings and 43% of these expats are banking on their end-of-service benefits for their future needs. Similarly, in the West, a study done by the Federal Reserve revealed that almost 40% of Americans wouldn't be able to cover an expense of $400 from their savings. These stats are quite alarming. This boils down to what I spoke about in my first episode. We have to make saving money a habit. The general rule for saving is the 50-30-20 rule. Spend up to 50% of your income on basic needs such as rent, utilities and other living expenses. 30% on entertainment and save the remaining 20%. If you are someone who struggles to save 20%, then start with a target of 10%. It might be overwhelming in the start, but try this: write down a budget and list all your expenses in the month on a piece of paper. You'll be amazed when you find out ways to save this 10% by just breaking this down. Also, to optimize this process, set up an automatic transfer each month before paying anyone else. Pay yourself that 10%. On the other hand, if you already have an emergency fund in place, you should aim to start investing anything on top of this. I will talk more about investing in the coming episodes. Tips you could use for your emergency funds. Tip 1: Make sure this fund is accessible but not very easily accessible to you. There would be times when you might get tempted to steal a few bucks to make an impulse buy. 
However, there's a way to tackle this. Set up a separate savings account, one which is separate from your current or salary account. Also, you might get a small interest rate on these savings accounts. Currently, banks in the UAE are offering up to 1 to 1.5% each year. This might sound like a small number, but it is still better than zero. Tip 2. As mentioned before, emergencies could take place on a national level too. We recently saw the unfortunate events in Lebanon. The country is facing a financial turmoil and the banking sector is heavily affected. So if you can split your funds in different banks locally, that would be a smart move. If you could split your funds in different countries, somewhere you think is safe, it could be an offshore bank or it could be a trusted bank in your home country. That's even smarter. Tip 3. In case you have an emergency and you use up some or all of your funds, don't panic. The reason why you had set this up was to conquer a situation like this. However, once you get back on track, your first priority should be to replenish this fund up to the level that makes sense to you. Apart from being inspired from my conversations with the drivers, I was also inspired by Bill Gates. Since the start of Microsoft, he had always kept enough cash in the bank to keep the company alive for 12 months without any revenue coming in. When asked in an interview in 2007 why he had so much cash in hand, he reflected by saying that he was always worried because people who had worked for him were older than him and had kids. And he always thought, what if we don't get paid? Will I be able to meet the payroll? This is an example of how pessimism and optimism can coexist. If you look hard enough, you'll see this thought process behind every successful company or every successful career. We almost come to an end of this episode. You may have noticed how step one, which was setting up a life insurance, and step two, which is setting up an emergency fund, are nothing but being prepared for the unexpected things in life. I hope after taking these two steps, you'll have a rock-solid financial plan and be better prepared financially in the future. Maybe Morgan Housel was completely right. Saving like a pessimist will give you mental peace. How? By knowing that you've planned for the worst to come in your financial health, you're also positively contributing to your mental health. We've been hearing about the 2020 cancel culture, where everyone wants to cancel year 2020 from their calendars. But how can we cancel out a year that has already taught us so much? So for the last time, I'm going to say this. Save like a pessimist, invest and think like an optimist. I hope this episode made sense. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to reach out to me. I would love to hear your thoughts. Until then, stay safe. I'm really excited to talk about investing in my coming episodes.